The fourth edition of the match had plenty of highlights, and we are just days away from the Open Championship. Needless to say, we've got plenty for you on another Saturday morning edition of Honda Classic Live here on ESPN 106.3. I'm Ken Levicka, and this is the only golf radio show in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. It is our pleasure to bring it to you, ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app, or on your smart speaker, hey Alexa, hey Siri, hey Google Play, ESPN 106.3. This weekend, a uh, John Deere Classic type of weekend, a Scottish Open type of weekend, a Senior U.S. Open type of weekend. So there is a lot going on as we lead you in to the Open Championship again coming up next weekend. Sean Fairholm, Global Golf Post, globalgolfpost.com, just the outstanding feature writer and our golf insider here on Honda Classic Live. He's going to jump in in about 10 minutes' time. Uh, and again, I am Ken Levicka, and let's get right into our opening drive, as always, presented by Tire Kingdom. Sizzling summer savings are happening all night long at Tire Kingdom. Going on now, buy three tires, get one free with paid standard installation. Save big on all your brands like Continental, Cooper, Goodyear, Nitto, and and more. Plus, use your Tire Kingdom credit card. You'll get a $50 prepaid card on qualifying purchases of $500 or more. Tire Kingdom has everything it takes to keep your car on the road. That's an all oil change services, including up to five quarts of Alvaline oil, a tire rotation, battery check, wiper fluid top off, and a visual brake check. And best of all, there is no appointment needed. Whether it's new tires, service and inspection, new wiper blades, or an oil change, Tire Kingdom's convenient hours in nearby locations make it easy to get you back on the road for tires, oil, service, and repairs. Head to Tire Kingdom. That is all you need. Well, it's a wrap from Montana. And we saw the match for one by uh, Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. They top uh, Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. Tom Brady once again coming out on the losing end of this thing with Phil. But it was good. It was an awful lot of fun. Uh, and uh, there were a lot of moments from it that you, you take away and you say, that was just really, really, really cool. First of all, the venue was absolutely gorgeous. Coming from uh, Montana and coming from Moonlight Basin, I mean, the visuals were stunning. It was just completely striking. It really, really impressed. And that really set the tone for the evening. Uh, and uh, TNT, as always, and Turner Broadcasting doing a great job of of televising this thing but it is truly unfair and this was one of my biggest takeaways it was truly unfair to see just how good Aaron Rodgers is at golf and I knew this but then you see it in action the guy's unflappable all of this football controversy has been swirling around him all offseason long. He knows he's going to get teased about it, knows he's going to get trash-talked about it, knows that Razzings are coming, and what does he do? He just plays his behind off. I mean, he was absolutely stellar, whether it's his long game, his short game, putting. Aaron Rodgers is a complete golfer. In fact, the great Bryson DeChambeau, the big bomber, uh, they were using Aaron Rodgers' drives in the best ball it that that to me was stunning that Aaron Rodgers was was out driving Bryson DeChambeau and if he wasn't out driving him he was a much more accurate user of that driver I mean it 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 really is unfair though like some people are just good at everything Aaron Rodgers is good at everything it's not just that he's 
arguably the best all-time at throwing the football. He's arguably the best all-time throwing the football outside of the pocket. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's a multiple-time MVP. Uh, And uh, this is a guy who also happens to be just a fantastic golfer. Uh, So, man, he can do it all. But those people drive me absolutely insane. Leave some talent for the rest of us. Also, Bryson. A guy who has made a career out of wearing stupid hats. Uh, he thinks he's Payne Stewart. Uh, no stupid hat. He just wore a regular hat. Like That's his brand. He's wearing stupid old-timey golf hats, and he didn't do it this time around. That's kind of annoying. I don't like that. Like, that's not Bryson. I want to watch Bryson and say, I can't root for this guy. He's too smarmy. He's too weird. And uh, then Bryson showed up looking like an actual like functioning real socially capable human being and i didn't know what to do i didn't like it bryson needs to be awkward and brash and a bit of a baby and hit bombs like that's what i want in my bryson dechambeau and we didn't see an awful lot of that except for one hole where bryson dechambeau had his longest drive of his career it hit off the cart path and exploded uh down the fairway that was really cool uh, but other than that, like I want to see the full Bryson experience. This was not the full Bryson experience. It was definitely the full Phil Mickelson experience. I mean, that guy just talked and talked and talked and talked, made fun of Bryson, made fun of Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady had to absolutely jump in, made a quip to Aaron Rodgers. I'm standing 30 yards away from the leader of the Packers, I think. Brady's talking on the phone to Rob Kronkowski during the match. Like All in all, This was just really good, memorable stuff. It was really well put together. I'm not quite sure if it had its uh, case helped by it being a Tuesday, like 6 p.m. start. It went up against game one of the NBA Finals. There's not a ton you can do about the timing there. But then to be at Tuesday, 6 p.m., coming off of Independence Day weekend, That probably didn't do Turner any favors, didn't do TV ratings any favors, didn't do sponsors any favors. Uh, If you remember with the previous iteration, uh, the the third edition of this, Phil and Tiger, uh, Brady and Manning, it happened here in South Florida, and it also happened uh, when there was no other live sports going on. So it really didn't matter when it was going to be, though it was in the afternoon, but everybody was home anyways uh, in lockdown because of the pandemic. No other sporting events were going on. This was uh, one of the first two live sporting events to come back in America uh, once everything shut down. So there were a lot of eyeballs on it. There was a lot of intrigue. This had the chance to have a lot of intrigue, but it was not done any favors by Tuesday at 6 p.m. Honda Classic Live. We're in the opening drive presented by Tire Kingdom here on ESPN 106. We are coming up on the Open Championship. The Open Championship from Royal St. George's next weekend. Heavy, heavy, heavy COVID-19 protocols for golfers, whether they're vaccinated or unvaccinated. That has not made players particularly happy. As you can imagine, really no reward for getting a vaccine. Meanwhile, the RNA is going to let 32,000 people through the turnstiles. That's going to be a bigger number than we saw at any major here in the United States in the three of the first four here in 2021 so not exactly sound thinking 
Uh, definitely hypocritical to an extent, but I suppose the RNA wants to ensure they can make some money off the gate and also make sure that they feel confident they're going to keep the whole field together and there's not going to be some sort of COVID outbreak or even a COVID outbreak that takes down three or four separate players. Uh, someone like Kevin Na has already decided he is not going to make the trip, even though he was eligible to play in the Open Championship. That spot will go to Martin Keimer instead. Uh, so the Open Championship certainly not perfect. It's going to be tricky. It's going to be difficult. We're going to ask Sean Fairholm of Global Golf Post about it in just a few moments. Uh, his thoughts on uh, the Open Championship and uh, how everything is is going to progress here as we head towards Royal St. George's. John Rahm, is he actually the favorite in the Open Championship? Bryson DeChambeau going to the Open Championship for the first time since he started guzzling protein shakes. How is that going to either hamper him or help him at Royal St. George's? I'm just glad that morning golf is back. I'm glad that after a one-year hiatus, we have a major championship back where I can just wake up, turn on the TV, watch golf, and all is good. Uh, th- that That is a win in and of itself. But we're going to talk favorites with Sean Fairholm, Global Golf Post, globalgolfpost.com. We're t- going to talk about guys who might be able to break through for the first time or even for the first time in a long time and guys who are going to come up short who are just not going to be able to hack it at Royal St. George's. It is Honda Classic Live here on ESPN 106.3. And again, we are the only golf radio show in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. The match for reaction. The Open Championship. What to expect. Also, Rory McIlroy has his club stolen by a fan right in front of him. And you can bet on who Bryson DeChambeau is going to have on the bag at the Open Championship. Never a dull moment. Never, ever, 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 ever a dull moment. Not to mention, it's just a busy weekend because you do have the John Deere Classic and the Scottish Open and the Senior U.S. Open all in one weekend. We cover it all next with our golf insider, Sean Fairholm of Global Golf Post and GlobalGolfPost.com. We're talking golf on a Saturday morning in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Rejoin us, won't you, with Sean Fairholm when he comes back. It is... Honda Classic Live, and I'm Ken Lavica on ESPN 106.3. Honda Classic Live, and we roll on the only golf radio show in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast Saturday morning here on ESPN 106.3, and this is always the most informative part of our program. That's when we welcome in our golf insider, Sean Fairholm of Global Golf Post. You can read all of his work, globalgolfpost.com. One of the best feature writers in the game, bar none, and he joins us here as he always does on Honda Classic Live. And uh, Sean, coming up of... Uh, Independence Day weekend, long weekend, able to kick your feet up and you come back and you get to enjoy the match. Uh, the the next iteration of Phil Mickelson, this time Bryson DeChambeau joins. You had Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, what did you, you think of, of the content to that? Were you entertained the entire time by that foursome? Yeah, I thought it was great. How about the setting? I thought the, the golf course was beautiful. Being out there in Montana looked, looked incredible. Uh, I thought the trash talk kind of slowed down a little bit on the back nine, but there were there were a lot of really funny moments within it. Um, I thought Aaron Rodgers really played incredible. He yeah. was he was putting uh, better than uh, he had in, in, in previous iterations of the match, and, uh, and and when he's played in, in different celebrity events. So I, I thought it was a really kind of a cool cool event. Um, you know, Bryson was a little bit all over the place, which was fun to watch, and huh. uh, you know, Phil made a couple of fun references to. 
to uh, you know the Packers kicking that field goal instead <laughs> of going for it uh, late in the game against Tampa, and uh, I, I thought it was good. It was uh, they're kind of getting to the point where they they're understanding how to you know broadcast it better. I thought it was great that uh, you know the audio worked a little bit better than it has in, in past iterations, and uh, they're getting better at it. So uh, yeah, I think it was uh, I think it went really well, and uh, and it, it was really entertaining. Yeah, it, it, it definitely was. And you're right about it, just from a pure broadcast standpoint, the improvements they've made. And it helped this time around. It wasn't in a driving rainstorm like it was uh, down here when we saw Tiger and Phil and Peyton and Brady. Uh, in Montana, in that course in particular, uh, I, you're right. That was beautiful. The setting was incredible. Uh, I have to imagine that we may start to see a little bit of a, a push to go play golf there and in that state. Montana's sort of a, a hidden golf gem uh, from what I can gather. Absolutely. Now, I thought it was great they had some drivable par fours. We saw Bryson hit on the green a couple of times on, on par fours. And uh, I, I thought it was just a beautiful setting with the mountains there. And uh, Montana does not get a, a ton of love for, uh, for you know, being a, a great golf destination. But there, there are several states like that where you, you don't really think they're great golf states, but they really are. Take Nebraska, for example, which is hosting the uh, U.S. Senior Open this week at Omaha Country Club. They have about eight or nine really terrific courses. There, there, there are a lot of places out there that they could go. Uh, and I know they're not really, you know, uh, doing these events, you know, to have fans there. Really, they're doing it for t- for TV and to set it up that way, so they can go wherever they want. And uh, there are a lot of really cool places throughout the country that people would not realize are, are golf destinations that they uh, they could they could definitely try this out in, in future future uh, iterations of it. You mentioned Aaron Rodgers and how well he played, and I made the comment on my radio show earlier this week that people like him drive me insane because they can literally do anything. He can throw a football better than almost anybody who's ever lived. Uh, He's one of the best quarterbacks to ever live, and oh yeah, he can go out on the course and kill you as well. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is just total, complete package. Some people just have it all. He's one of them, but he is really, I mean, he's an excellent golfer. It's not fair. It's just not fair that someone who is that who is that gifted at uh, so many different things can go and, and play golf. Because normally, you know, Ken, golf is a little bit of an equalizer. You yeah, know, a, sure. a guy like me who's 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 five nine, who uh, is you know one hundred and sixty pounds, can go out there and and play better than uh, you know a, a big strong yeah. football player or basketball player. Or it's a little bit of an equalizer because it's not really a competition of strength necessarily. Uh, you can kind of go out there and, and hand-eye coordination and, and long years of, of practice are really the key to, to getting better at it. Uh, and then you just have a guy like that who uh, is able to turn it on and, and uh, be able to roll in so many putts like he did. And uh, and he, he has a great golf swing. I mean, he, he really does. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, he was the reason they won for sure. And uh, he has a, a, incredible talent. And uh, he even got to throw the football around with, with Brady during uh, – during uh, portions of it and showed up his arm too so he he, he was showing off a little bit of everything <laughs> yep yep absolutely and from Brady's perspective I'm fascinated by him because I don't think it would be normal for an elite athlete to have the confidence to go do something that they clearly are you know they're not great at he is not a great golfer and he'll hack it uh he'll he'll chunk it and he's willing to do this on national TV, and he has the confidence in himself that, oh, you know, it happens, and I'll just move on. Like, there's something to be said for that, too, right? 
No, I, I definitely agree. I, you know, I, I didn't find that he was off the planet as much as he was, you yeah, know, in the first one because exactly. it seemed like every hole in, in the in the one at at, uh, at Medalist that he was uh, he was all over the place. Uh, this one, he was a little bit more, you know, in between the uh, in between the beacons, as we like to say. But no, I, I agree. I mean, it, it does take a certain personality to know that you're going to be embarrassed a little bit, you know, and you're playing with. Two of the the greatest golfers, uh, you know, of, of the current era, also to make you look even worse. It's not like you're playing just with guys who are, uh, you know, mid to high uh, single digit handicaps. So, uh, so yeah, it, it does take a, per- a certain personality to be able to pull that off, and he, he kind of has a great attitude about it. And I think that's why it's been successful is that you know he's he's willing to put himself out there and not take himself too seriously because it, it could get. It could go downhill pretty quickly. I mean, if I was out there in front of you know millions of people on TV, I would be I'd be nervous and I'd I'd hit a few bad shots as well. And I don't know if I'd handle it quite as well as uh, as he does. So I definitely props to him. Yeah, you can tell that he's someone who has performed in front of cameras for his entire adult life. Uh, it is it is pretty abundantly clear. Here with Sean Fairholm, our golf insider, globalgolfpost.com is where you see all of his work. I'm Ken Levicka. Honda Classic Live. We're about to get into a deep dive here into the Open Championship, our preview with it coming up next weekend uh, as we hit the final major of the year. But this weekend, Sean Fairholm is paying closer attention to the John Deere Classic or the Scottish Open which is the one that piques your interest more going into the Open Championship? Oh, definitely the Scottish Open. Um, actually, low-key, one of my favorite events of the year. Um, I, I don't know about you, but I, I love morning golf. Having yes. coffee and, and watching yep. golf uh, is just amazing. No, no offense to the John Deere at all. Great tournament, great great community support there in the Quad Cities. Uh, definitely appreciate that golf tournament a lot. But if you look at the fields, I mean, Come on, there there are just not many uh, you know high level golfers at the John Deere. They do have Daniel Berger and and a, a couple other guys, but I think Brian Harmon is the second favorite. Came into the tournament as the second favorite uh, uh, of the entire field. So uh, you know, just not a, not a great field. And you look at the Scottish Open. You have you have John Rahm, you know, putting on a clinic. Uh, you, you have uh, some some of the best players in the world. Just a, a stacked field there, getting ready for the. Uh, for the, for the Open Championship, um, it, 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 they always seem to play really cool golf courses. I, I love the Scottish Open; it's really a uh, underrated tournament uh, in, in the whole grand scheme of the of the golf landscape. I'm just really like pro anything Scotland. I just find like everything Scotland <laughs> to be fascinating, and especially when it comes to golf. How about this morning or uh, uh, Friday morning, by the way? Uh, Rory McIlroy is standing there with his caddy and his playing partner, and a fan just walks out of the tee box. First takes uh, his driver head cover and then comes back and takes the driver and then sets up to hit a drive. And all the while, the caddy is shocked. Rory's shocked. They're just sitting there watching, is sort of wondering uh, who's going to do something or what do we do next. That was one of the weirdest things that I've ever seen in golf. I don't know what was going through their minds, but someone made the comment on Twitter, like the way Rory reacted, you can tell that he gets everything for free. Like he wasn't overly panicked about it. That was bizarre. (laughs) Uh, really, I mean, bizarre is the best way to put it. I, I've never seen that before, or really anything like it, where somebody just comes out and takes a <laughs> club from a from a professional golfer's bag. But yeah, I think this kind of shows it's a reminder. Fans are so close to yeah. the action in golf. I, I think people forget that sometimes. You know, you, you go to a hockey game or whatever, and you're behind glass. You go to a football game, you're pretty you're pretty removed from the action for the most part in a lot of other sports and in golf you're right next to them and you can 
go out and just hop under the ropes and then grab someone's driver. You know, you, you can go, you can go and do that. I mean, uh, you have that option. I don't know why someone would feel compelled to do that, but you can do it. And uh, it was pretty funny kind of seeing the reaction because at first they, you know, they, they didn't really react at all. And then, uh, you know, both the uh, Harry Diamond, Rory's caddy and, and Rory are both looking at him like, what, what is going on here? Is this guy, uh, you know, cause sometimes they have, they have people there checking, to, you know, counting, uh, which clubs the yeah, players are, sure. are using and sure. things of that nature. So it's not unheard of for someone to come up and, and look at your bag. Uh, but for a guy just to, to grab a driver and just keep on walking and, uh, and, and not definitely not being one of those, uh, you know, uh, pe- people who would be allowed to do it. That is, uh, that, that is completely bizarre. I've never seen anything like that before. And they didn't even react or see him take the, the head cover. He would have been able to just jack that thing if he kept on moving, but he came back for the driver then and wanted to put on his show. It makes you wonder what the security is like at the Scottish Open. But uh, that was, that. It, all in all, like I think it ends up being fun, but that was just so weird. Uh, Honda Classic Live here on ESPN 106.3. So let's talk Open Championship. And you mentioned John Ramoff to the hot start at the Scottish Open. How does his game translate to Lynx golf? Like we're going to see Open Championship next weekend and uh, what he, he plays in Europe. But how, how does his game translate to possibly winning a second straight major? You know, when I think about the Open Championship, I think about creativity. Uh, Royal St. George is where the Open Championship will be played next week. This is not a course where you need to be a, a, a long hitter of, of the golf ball. It could certainly help when, when you're hitting more irons off the tee than, than drivers, but this is a course that is going to require creativity. There are tons of humps and bumps and all sorts of kind of weird bounces you're going to get. Uh, we'll, we'll never forget Thomas Bjorn in 2003 being in the right uh, greenside bunker on the, the par 3 16th and leaving uh, two, two shots that, that came right back to his feet, uh, giving away the, the tournament to Ben Curtis. That is that is the kind of challenge that you're going to that you're going to face. You're going to have to have patience. Uh, John Rahm, in terms of his physical game, I think it translates very well because he has fantastic creativity around the greens, which you'll, you'll need. I think his patience will be tested for sure because you're going to hit some good shots that are not going to end up in great places, uh, and sometimes and sometimes the opposite too, where you're going to hit a shot that probably doesn't deserve a great outcome, and you're you're going to be in a, a pretty decent place. So. I would say that you know he definitely deserves to be among the top two or three favorites just based on what he's done uh, in, in the past recent uh, month here. But uh, mentally, it will be a challenge for him, and I think it's going to be a challenge for a lot of players. You knew this question was coming about this player. Uh, so Bryson DeChambeau is getting his first go since his body transformation at an Open Championship. Uh, he has struggled. His confidence is not great. He is going through a bit of a caddy transition here. Uh, I, I can't imagine you have super high hopes for Bryson DeChambeau at Royal St. George's. I don't think anyone does. Uh, maybe if the weather is, is really good, that might be in his favor. Um, you know, if you, if you look at uh, the, the weather forecast, we're not really sure exactly what we're going to get, but you know, you, maybe you'd put Bryson in that same category as Dustin Johnson where we just don't really know I mean would it be a, a shock if he plays well and he, he has a chance to win well not really because he's one of the best players in the world but you know you know splitting with his caddy you know right before the first round of the rocket mortgage then coming out and missing the cut and, and looking pretty awful the entire time no, no definitely not inspiring uh, moving forward 
And I don't think if you were to name all the majors and rank them in terms of the one, the ones where Bryson is going to be, uh, you know, most in, in most favorable conditions, this would absolutely rank dead last out, out of the four. I mean, it's not; it wouldn't even be close. Um, but you never know if they get some winless days, and it, it's it's you know, maybe you're playing a little bit easier, and you don't really need to uh, have as much creativity as a. Uh, as normal, then uh, he may be able to uh, get away with that a little bit. But uh, as of right now, it's it's not uh, you know it's not looking great. I, I probably would not even put him in the top ten of, of the guys on the board that are uh, are you know most likely to win. I, I would put even a guy like Lee Westwood. I would I would, I would probably put ahead of uh, Bryson going into this Open Championship. I think a lot of guys who are uh, even above forty, you know, even uh, you know near the age where Phil won the PGA Championship, they, they could be a part of this uh, very easily if they if they play well. It's that kind of golf course. I, I John Rahm for the last several majors has been the player waiting to break out and win one. Uh, so that was pretty easy to identify uh, for quite some time. Now, post John Rahm winning a major, who's a player that you think is due? to either finally break through or break through for the first time in a long time and take a major? Uh, it's got to be a little use season, right? I yeah, mean, how many times are we going to see this guy? True. How many times are we going to see this guy in a uh, in this spot and not be able to close it? Of course, he's won an Open Championship, uh, championship before in 2010 at St. Andrews. Uh, he has the game. I mean, he has seven top two finishes in, in majors in, in his career. Uh, I, I would love uh, love to be Louis Eustacen coming into this major. I think he has a lot of momentum. I know he's probably disappointed about what happened at Torrey Pines, but uh, that that's kind of the guy. I mean, I know he's not the uh, the guy who's a top ten player in the world, who's a you know consistent uh, performer in, in terms of you know week in and week out. He's going to be uh, you know winning a lot of golf tournaments. But uh, if, I, if I were him, there's no reason why he doesn't deserve to uh, to have a chance to win this championship. And uh, I think we're, you know, we've had a little bit of a weird year for majors. We've had, you know, Hideki came out of absolutely nowhere. Phil came out of absolutely nowhere. John Rahm was the one everyone thought was going to going to occur. So, um, you know, my feeling at the, at the Open Championship is that it's, it's ripe for someone that we do not really see coming to uh, to win this championship. I think it's a little bit more wide open than some of the other majors that we've had. Um, and I mean, Louis Eustace is going to have as good a shot as anybody, in my opinion, to, to win. Sean Fairholm of Global Golf Post, globalgolfpost.com. He's our golf insider here on Honda Classic Live. And the best thing about John is that I can sit there and speculate and wonder, wait, who's, who's next up to win a major? And Sean immediately has it on deck, and it's the most obvious one. Uh, like, that's perfect. It absolutely is Louis Oosthuizen. Um Royal St. George's, of all of the courses, all of those legendary courses on the Open Championship cycle, when the weather is at its worst, um, uh, how would you compare Royal St. George's difficulty level to the other courses there in uh, in in that area? You know, it's interesting. The, the way that I would describe it is it's, it's a pretty brawny course. Uh, it's, uh, it's very exposed. Um, there are other courses within the open championship rota that you know they're they're tucked up right up against the uh the, the coast um and, and you're kind of uh going through you know valleys and uh, there are there are sand dunes take royal burkdale for example where jordan spieth won in 2017 you're you're playing within all these massive sand dunes and uh you're, you're really kind of trying to, to deal with the elements uh kind of go, you know the wind swirling in and out of those dunes this is a lot more exposed, I would say, um, and, and sometimes that could be a little bit easier because the wind's more predictable. 
Uh, you, it may be stronger at points, but you know where it's coming. And, and the one thing about pro golfers is that they just want to know where the wind is coming. It, 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 they would rather know it's 20 miles back right into their face versus, it's, oh, it's 15 miles per hour to the left, and now it's, now it's switching to the right. Uh, they would much rather have uh, you know those variables as as known as possible and as obvious as possible. So I think from that perspective, uh, even even though it it may not be easy, uh, I think this golf tournament's probably going to be won in single digit under par. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a tough test. Uh, it's, but you know overall, I think uh, you know the the wind is going to play a huge factor as as it always does, and uh, it it may be you know just kind of a a, a case where it's you know, it's more consistent win. Doesn't necessarily mean it's an easier golf course, but the players are probably going to be able to handle maybe a little more than than some other uh, than some other uh, courses that are on the on the road. Uh, there has been a lot made of the very very strict uh, protocols that uh, whether they're vaccinated or unvaccinated, these players are going to have to go through. All while we see the largest attendance allowed at any of the majors this year. Uh, Kevin Na has already decided he is not going to make the trip. He is going to stay in the States. That opens up a spot for Martin Keimer. Uh, do you think here, 11th hour, we're going to see more players decide this isn't worth it, or do you think Kevin Na is probably going to be the uh, the only one here? Well, you know, we saw Cam Davis, who won in Detroit. Uh, he, he, he's not going uh, when he had the opportunity to go if he wanted to. Um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I think there will be a few guys who who drop out but overall i would say the open championship is just too big for a lot of these guys not to go uh, one thing that was that was very uh, helpful was that they had a plane going right from detroit to the scottish open and then the scottish open to the to the open championship so they're they're able to create a little bit of a bubble there with, with some of the players who played in detroit who were able to to go right over to uh to, to the uk so uh, yeah, I, I think overall, you know, we're going to see a couple of players drop out, but for the most part, I think the players know it's, it's the Open Championship. They'll do whatever it takes to play in this. I mean, it's a it's a it's a big deal. Uh, it, it's it's definitely a major that none of them are going to want to miss, even if a lot of them are, are going to be vocal complaining about it. But for the most part, I think they're they're all going to show up. Uh, you can bet on who is going to be on the bag for Bryson DeChambeau. That's still very much in the air. Who do you think, and I know that I'm asking you to dive into uh, caddy talk here, so for that I apologize, and hopefully it never happens again, uh, but who do you think, do you think there might be a big name that, that jumps on the bag for Bryson at the Open Championship? Interesting question. I mean, the one that always, uh, the one that's probably highly speculated is, you know, Joey LaCava, who is long been on Tiger's bag and, of course, is, does, does not have a, uh, a player as of now. <laughs> and yeah. it's kind of been, he, he hops around it to certain uh, to certain players every once in a while. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think probably it's going to be just someone from, from Cobra, someone in the interim right now. Uh, you know, I think that's who he had on his bag in, in Detroit, just someone from uh, from his from his team. Um, but I think in terms of a long term full time caddy, we're probably not going to see that that person at Royal St George's. But you know, you never know with Bryson; he, he's full of tricks and yep. full of a lot of different surprises. So maybe he will have somebody who is a more of a long term uh, caddy. Um, but yeah, you know what? You you can bet on anything these days, right? You can <laughs> bet on uh, first round leaders and. Uh, you could bet on who who goes up, you know, one up first in the match, and there, there's everything. There, there are all sorts of possibilities. So uh, it, it's it's good to hear that there's uh, you, could, you could bet on that as well. 
<laughs> so what's going to be fun is next Saturday when uh, Sean and I talk, there is going to be live golf going on from Royal St. George's with the Open Championship, and we'll be able to discuss things happening in real time. So we'll do that again next week here on Honda Classic Live. Sean, as always, it is always the best previewing majors with you, and that's one of the benefits of having them all smashed together like they are now is at the very least it's like almost two straight months of really good major preview so appreciate it and we will uh we'll talk next saturday morning we'll have our coffee in hand and we'll be watching golf at the same time we chat about it okay all right sounds good sean fairholm global golf post globalgolfpost.com we'll get a scottish open leaderboard report a john deere classic leaderboard report when we come back here to honda classic live on espn 106.3 man it is hard to believe that we are just a week away from uh, the final major of 2021. This golf season, the meat of it, has absolutely flown. Open Championship will be with you next week, of course, Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on Honda Classic Clock to give you our impressions of the first two days, and we will be uh, about at the midway point of day number three when we come to you next week at this time. It is Honda Classic Live. I am Ken Levicka. Let's go through what is a busy golf weekend uh, uh, let's go through leaderboards and we are going to start with the scottish open on the european tour there are many huge names playing in this tournament as always with the lead into the open championship lee westwood is your leader at 12 under john rom uh, is just two shots back at 10 under par. The uh, U.S. Open champion is right in the mix of the Scottish Open, and you got to think he's going to be a favorite at the Open Championship. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood at 8 under par. Xander Shoffley at 7 under, just five shots off the pace. That's being set by Lee Westwood. Justin Thomas, the Jupiter resident, sits 7 under par. Will Zalatoris, Right with Justin Thomas. Right now, that's tied for 20th and well inside the cut line. Padra Carrington, part of that pack at 7-under as well. Uh, so you're looking at this field, and uh, there's going to be many expectations that uh, the that John Rahm is going to be the one that's going to go to Royal St. George's and really thrive. But... You could see someone like Justin Thomas maybe making a run. You could see someone like Tommy Fleetwood uh, being in the mix. Colin Morikawa is at four under par, eight shots off the lead at the Scottish Open. Brendan Grace at four under as well. Uh, And uh, then those who did not make the cut, Rory McIlroy, Uh, The uh, Jupiter resident, he does not make the cut at the Scottish Open. His struggles really, really continue. Henrik Stenson doesn't make the cut by a large margin. Uh, And uh, so these are all players they are going to try and bounce back at Royal St. George next week. It's Honda Classic Live here on ESPN 106.3. That was your Scottish Open leaderboard. And again... Uh, everything is being paced by Lee Westwood, who has the lead of the tournament. He is at 12 under par. Now, it is a time to look at the John Deere Classic. And Luke List is your leader in downstate Illinois at 13 under. 
This is a tournament that doesn't have a ton of big names in it. Jonathan Vegas is at nine under par, four shots off the lead. Uh, Kevin Knott at nine under. We talked about him deciding not to go to the Open Championship. Jason Duffner at nine under, as is Russell Henley. Harold Varner at eight under par, just five shots off the lead. Uh, so there are some names, some attractive names. Camilo Vajegas at seven under par. Uh, known names, known quantities that are in contention there at the John Deere. Zach Johnson sits six under par, uh, not making the cut at the John Deere. Some of the notables, uh, K.J. Choi, C.T. Pan, they are unable to make the cut. Keith Mitchell does not make the cut at the John Deere. Rory Sabatini, uh, he does not make the weekend. Brian Harmon, uh, nor does he. Uh, so those are some of the notables that uh, do not get into the weekend at the John Deere Classic. Kevin Streelman missing the cut as well. Uh, let's look at the uh, senior U.S. Open uh, and uh, everything that's going on at Omaha country club this weekend, Jim Furyk right now leads at four under par. Uh, Stephen Ames is just two shots back at two under and, uh, Freddie couples at even par right in the mix of this U S senior open Retief Goosen at one over par, uh, and Lee Jansen at two over. Omaha Country Club is playing extremely, extremely difficult. Ernie Els, Jupiter resident, the Big Easy at three over par. So that's seven shots off the lead. Uh, any other notables? Not uh, VJ Singh at five over par. Uh, and uh, that is where everything stands as uh, we go into uh, the weekend at the U.S. Senior Open. Some of the notables on the Champions Tour that did not get into the weekend. Rich Beam, uh, he does not make the cut. Uh, and Neither does Fred Funk. He is unable to get into the weekend. Corey Pavin can't get there as well. He's cut. Uh, so everything has been thinned out at the U.S. Senior Open, and uh, you at the top of the leaderboard have Jim Furyk at four under par. He has been a force since he got on to the Champions Tour. And that is a look at all of your leaderboards, Scottish Open, U.S. Senior Open, John Deere Championship, here on this Saturday on Honda Classic Live. And again, next weekend is the Open Championship. I'm Ken Levicka. More to come after this. The only golf radio show in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, Honda Classic Live on ESPN 106.3. We're going to wrap it up on a Saturday. I want to thank everybody for listening in before you go out and try and uh, dodge some rain and some thunderstorms that are in the forecast. Hope you're able to get in a full 18. For those of you who do it on a in a speedy fashion, maybe you can fit in 36 in some way, shape, or form today. But try and get out there, and it's outstanding weekend. Because next week at this time, uh, we are going to be in the middle of round three of the Open Championship. You don't want to go hit them up during uh, play you want to sit down drink coffee watch what's going on overseas with the final major of the year want to thank sean fairholm of global golf post and globalgolfpost.com our golf insider just a fantastic preview as always he, he is 
really the best in the business uh, when it comes to handicapping tournaments and especially uh, majors. He just is an endless trove of information and uh, uh, someone that, hey, I, I can't doubt him. I was teasing him. I can't doubt him after he said that John Rom would unequivocally win a major when we talked back in January. And sure enough, it came to fruition as uh, as John Rom took open the U.S. Open, uh, the Open Championship. He says it might be Louis Oosthuizen's time to finally break through. Wouldn't that be something? And what a feel-good story that would be. We will find out, and we'll have a much better idea of Oosthuizen and where everybody else stands in their quest for a major championship next week at this time on Honda Classic Live, and it will be an Open Championship edition. For Joe Rigotti, I'm Ken Levicka. Have a great rest of your weekend. This has been Honda Classic Live on ESPN 106.3.